And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host with the most. They are in the captain's chair. They are at the wheel and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here to his hard line. Welcome. This is episode 482 and it is March 14th, 2023. It is Tuesday. Uh, just bear with me for a moment here while I just uh, I just got to move some windows around real quick. Let me see here. I should have done this before I started, but this is kind of like a last minute thing. I didn't like how my setup was here. So just bear with me just for a little second here while I move a couple of windows around that I need. I think we are situated there. There we go. OK, at least I think we're situated perceivably i don't know we'll find out anyways welcome glad to have you all here uh i am jason your unorganized co-host but that's okay that happens so today we're going to be reading out of the book of genesis chapter 17 out of the new king james version where we talk about the sign of the covenant this will have 27 verses that we'll read so a little long then we'll get into the into the summary and then we'll close it out and then we will continue on the other side with the next part of the show. So anyways, I hope everybody is having a great Monday so far. I know I had an all right, excuse me, it's not Monday, Tuesday. My goodness gracious, I can't even get my day straight. 
I tell you, the days start blending together. You know what I mean? They really start blending together because, I mean, when you don't really, when you don't really look at weekends as weekends anymore, I mean, really, days really start blending together. I'm sure there's, I'm sure the group of people out there that can actually really attest to this is stay-at-home moms and farmers and truck drivers and basically anybody that has basically a 365 day a year job pretty much mom stay at home moms it just seems like every day blends together it's like when you think it's wednesday you're like holy crap it's sunday and then when you think it's saturday it's like whoa 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 it's monday <laughs> i mean so anyways but uh and and yeah leslie liberty makes a good point and retired husbands i'm sure every day blends for people if you don't really look at weekends for what they actually are. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Destry was just saying last four days blended together with no sleep for me. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. I tell you. Okay. So let's, let's just, we're going to dive right into it. Let's get right into the show. All right. All right. So Genesis chapter 17, new King James version, again, starting with verse one talking about the sign of the covenant, and it reads, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger and all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised, every male child in your generations. He who is born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant. He who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised male child who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name and I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. And forgive me, I've probably mispronounced her name all the way up up until this point when God changed her name to Sarah, which is S-A-R-A-H. I guess it must have been what? Sarai? Sarai, I guess. So anyways, Apparently, I mispronounced that this whole time. Man, 
Nobody corrected me. How about that? <laughs> then, uh, let's see, where are we at? Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Then God said, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall beget 12 princes and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant, I will establish with Isaac whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Then he finished talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So Abraham took Ishmael his son, all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that, that very same day, as God had said to him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And that very same day, Abraham was circumcised in his son Ishmael. And all the men of his house, born in the house, or bought with the money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 27. All right, let me just go to the chat board real quick, see what's going on over here. Make sure everybody's behaving themselves. Let's see here. Let's see here. Hold on. I got to make my screen a little bit bigger here. There we go. Wow. Destry was saying slept 14 hours last night, needed it. I suppose after pretty much being up for about four days straight, 14 hours doesn't even seem like nearly enough sleep. What else we got here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So. Let's get into the summary. So, a little bit of chapter 17. So, what do we read here? So, one of the most influential names in human history that we read in this book is Abraham, which was a man whom Judaism and Christianity and Islam all claim as the patriarch or a patriarch. Now, however, to this point in the Bible, that name has not really been used. So this important historical figure is still carrying on his original name of Abram. Now here, at last, God will change Abram's name to Abraham while establishing a symbol of their covenant, which was the circumcision. Now, Genesis 17 describes God's appearance to Abram, who is now at this point 99 years old. Now, 23 years have passed since God's first promise to make Abram a great nation and to give him and to his descendants the land of Canaan. Now, during that time, Abram and his large company had lived in different parts of the region, and he has grown quite wealthy, and God had appeared to, you know, to him, um, God has appeared to him several more times to restate and expand on the initial covenant promises. But still, Abram has only one son, which was Ishmael, 
born to him by his wife's servant, Hagar, who is now 13. Now, Abram and his wife, Sarah, who had been barren for the entire marriage, seemed to have resisted attempting to have children through other women before events of Genesis chapter 16. Now, at this point, they likely assumed that God's promises and blessing to Abram would pass through Ishmael. After all, at 99 and 89 years old, respect, you know, respectfully or respectively, you know, they were well past the window for conceiving or bearing children, especially for today's standards. Now, that's when God appears to Abram again. And this meeting, though, is different than those that, you know, than those of the earlier encounters. But this time, in addition to the familiar and seemingly impossible promises, God also has requirements for Abram. So God commands Abram to walk with him and to be blameless. Now, Abram indeed would be the father of nations, and kings would come from him. And to confirm that fact, God actually changed Abram's name to Abraham. Now, while Abram means exalted father, the name Abraham sounds like the Hebrew phrase from father of a multitude. Father of a multitude. And the land of Canaan would belong to Abraham and his descendants forever. Now, as a sign of keeping this covenant, God had a new requirement for Abraham at this point. So he and every male of his household, born or bought, didn't matter. Every male in his, you know, in every generation to come must be circumcised. And this was the ritual removal of the foreskin. So those who were not circumcised would not be included in this covenant between God and Abraham's people. Now that's already a lot of change for one meeting, but God is not done yet. Now he truly surprises Abraham by telling him that Sarah's name must also be changed or Sarai, however you pronounce that. And so at this point, she would be known, now known as Sarah, and she and Abraham would have a son after all. In reverence or gratitude or pure surprise, or perhaps all three, Abraham falls face down and laughs. He's shocked at the mere suggestion that Sarah is conceiving and bearing a child. He's probably like, come on, man, Like this has got to be a joke. But then Abraham has another thought. Well, what about Ishmael? You know, God has already given a promise of blessing on, you know, of blessing on Ishmael, spoken to his mother, Hagar, as we saw in Genesis chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. But here, though, God will again promise to bless Ishmael abundantly. And the covenant promises between God and Abraham will not pass through Ishmael. Instead, they will pass to Isaac. And Abraham's yet-to-be-conceived son with Sarah. Now, that son will have been born by this time the following year. Now, with that, God concludes his revelations and leaves, at least symbolically, giving Abraham an opportunity to make a decision. So, at this point, Abraham's head must have been spinning. But... What's important to take a note here is that he did not hesitate to begin to obey God. That very day, he went home and circumcised himself and Ishmael and the hundreds of other males in his large company. 
And Abraham's immediate obedience is further evidence that he was choosing to trust the Lord and to take him at his word. Really, really profound. How many of us would have actually gone and done that? I mean, really, that took major faith, trust, obedience, and really complete genuine surrender when you think about it. I mean, he completely put all his faith and trust in God, and, and, and he immediately, like, like I said right here, he, I mean, he immediately went back, choosing to trust the Lord, and he not only circumcised himself and Ishmael, but all the males, descendants, both born and bought. For this covenant. I mean, really, how many of us would really be able to do that? I'll tell you what. That, I, yeah, whoever just said this in the chat, I'd fail. I, I probably would, too, to be, quite, to be quite frank with you. It's like, wait, wait. You want me to go home and do what to myself? And who else? You, you want me to do that to me and, and, and my son and, and a bunch of other dudes, too? Nope. Uh-uh. That'd be a hard pass. Seriously, that would be a hard pass. I'm not going to lie. That would be a serious hard pass. I mean, it'd be one thing to do, I guess, do that to myself, right? But now it's like, all right, now you're telling me I need to go do this to a bunch of dudes in my company, both, you know, all my servants and, you know, people, all the male people in my company, both born and bought. Man, I don't know. That'd be a that'd be a very hard thing to do. Oh, Rietta was just putting here in the chat. Let's give this a read. This looks like a, a nice little learning experience here. She says, when God changed a person's name and gave him a new name, it was usually to establish a new identity. And so God changed Abram's name, meaning high father, to Abraham, which Abraham meaning father of a multitude which we just read, of course. And so at that same time, God changed Abraham's wife's name from Sarai, meaning my princess, to Sarah, meaning mother of nations. That is very interesting. So God changed the name. That means the identity changed as well. Very interesting. See, I like learning. You, you guys are great. I tell you what, see, this is why I like this community, because you guys have, there's so much knowledge in this community. Makes so much sense what I just read there. But yeah, I tell you, it's very, very interesting. So, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to end off here in a prayer and then we're going to close out the show and then we'll start into the next show. Uh, I'm trying to get, again, back to being a little bit more disciplined and organized with my um, with my time because I've been allowing myself to get a little little loosey goosey with the time, because as you all know, I always like to, you know, keep blabbering and chatting. And so I'm trying to stay very organized and very, you know, you know, what do I want to say? Structured with my time. So anyway, let's end this with a quick prayer. All right. Heavenly father, God, we thank you for this day and, uh, not just for this day, but for another opportunity to 
live our life and hopefully live with purpose and meaning and hopefully, you know, walking in, in, in perfect alignment with your great plan and whatever your will is for our life. We just hope that we're, we're pretty close to, you know, walking in the path that you intended us to, to be on. And if we're not on that path, we ask that you bring us, you know, shepherd us back on that path, no matter how narrow it is. We ask that you, 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 you help bring us back on the road you need us to be on so we can continue on forward. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes we get a little tired and sometimes we sit and we rest sometimes too long. But the important thing is we keep getting back on the path and we keep getting back up. So we just pray that you continuously help us out in that aspect and in those regards. Thank you for another day of life and good. And uh, just want to say, really thank you for all the many blessings that you bring to us that we often forget and overlook. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. And so we are going to close us out. We will be right back. Give us about, eh, like I said, three to five minutes. And uh, we will start up the next show. And uh, if we don't see on the other side, remember, we will be back here tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday. So I will have another Bible reading tomorrow as well. And um, yeah. And until then or the next time, we'll see you on the other side or tomorrow. Your choice. Either way, God bless. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? You of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men